Tiffany Bath. <laughs> there you go. Well, just getting up here is an accomplishment because I actually dreamed that on the way up, I tripped and fell and just splattered before I got up here. So I'm very glad to actually be up here without that embarrassment. <clears throat> well, um, just to note my um, funny, that funny little thing about my daughter, um, it is true. We, we love to get in the kitchen and try new recipes, and my boys are very quick to turn their nose up at whatever we um, produce, um, but today is my uh, daughter's birthday, and so um, it is amazing to be a bath kid at my house. It is just one, when it is your birthday, they're just, I mean, all day long or many, many things, so um, I was excited to be with her for a few minutes before I had to head out this morning, but she is 15 today. She's my um, only daughter at home now, so um, happy birthday, Olivia, wherever you are right now. She's probably in the bath also. She loves taking bubble baths for a long time. Well, when Ashley asked me to share with you guys, um, I was honestly unfamiliar with um, the particulars of mops. When I was raising my kids, when they were little bitty, there may have been mops in my area, um, but I wasn't aware of them. You know, just a lot of the moms that I was hanging with weren't a part of mops. But certainly over the years, um, especially in our homeschool group, uh, moms have just gone on and on about mops and the connections that they've made. And I know a lot of the moms kind of walk together, even from those early days, as I'm sure you're establishing relationships. So um, not knowing what to expect, um, I decided to watch the We Are Starry-Eyed theme video um, to get kind of a better understanding. And um, I was just so excited after I watched that video, just the heart of the leader and the, the, the system that's in place for you guys. I mean, it just really, um, it's the very model that I feel is the best for tackling motherhood. Um, and I also had an opportunity in the fall to come and to one of the meetings and sit in. And it was just neat to watch the connections of the ladies at the table and the mentor moms just speaking into the ladies' lives. So um, it's really exciting for me to be here today and be a part of what you guys are doing. <clears throat> so when I say the word perspective, what comes to mind when you hear that? I really felt like that's what the Lord put on my heart to share today. So I decided I'd go to the Internet and get a couple of definitions in front of me. The simplest one was a way of viewing things. Perspective can be a particular way of thinking about something, especially one that's influenced by your beliefs or your experiences. Another was a sensible way of judging how good, bad, or important something is in comparison to other things. And lastly, perspective can mean having a proper or accurate point of view and the ability to see it. And so that's kind of the one that I, I settled in at the end. An accurate point of view. And most importantly, the ability to see it. So today I want to talk about how perspective relates to our lives in three, from three particular sources. That's going to be your fellow moms, your peers, those that are in the same season that you're in. Um, older moms who are either a few steps ahead of you or maybe all the way in that next season of life. And finally, God himself. So let's jump into the first source, and that would be the fellow moms that are in the trenches with you. 
Although my early mothering days of my firstborn child is over 20 years ago now, many of those memories are vivid and clear, just like they happened yesterday. Some of those days, I felt like, okay, I'm kind of starting to get the hang of this mothering thing and all that kind of entails it. And then other days, I certainly felt like I don't have a clue what I am doing. Um, When I was thinking about this, I remember uh, we went through a birthing class, and then we kind of had one of our little graduation meetings where all the um, parents got together, and we all had our, our new little babies. And I just remember one of the dads saying, you know, they make you get a driver's license before they allow you behind the wheel of a car, but no credentials. I mean, we just walked right of that, out of that hospital with this baby, and we had no clue what in the world we were doing, and they just let us walk right out. <laughs> I remember during those times how crucial it was for me to connect to friends who were in the same boat with me. It was almost like when I got together with them, I would start a sentence, how I was feeling, what was going on. And before I could get to the end, sometimes my friend could finish the sentence for me because she was experiencing the same things. And on the days when I found that I was more in the, I don't have a clue category, I could really feel alone. And it was a blessing to know that God had provided moms who could walk in and give me some perspective. Those days, I needed an accurate point of view, not just head knowledge of what the right thing to do was, but the ability to see it myself, to be reminded not to sweat the small stuff. And when things seemed so tremendously important in any given moment that they might very well look different if I just got a good night's sleep or If I was able to just see a few weeks down the road and realize that this colicky baby wouldn't be the same just six, eight weeks down the road if I could just get that much vision in front of me. So I'm not sure where you find yourself today. Are you exhausted? Is there a lack of sleep? Maybe you've got sick babies at home, ran into one in the bathroom, struggling with rashes and fevers and trying to figure all that out? Are you caring for toddlers with a newborn added to the family? Whatever and wherever you find yourself today, you need to remember that you're not alone. It's the beauty of places like here with mops that you can come on a regular basis and connect with other ladies. If you'll be vulnerable and you'll share your struggles I know that the Lord will be faithful to connect you to a mom who truly understands your struggle and can give you perspective even on your darkest day. Speaking of the Lord being faithful, I was in the car a couple weeks ago and I heard this quote from C.S. Lewis. And of course, you know, you can only glean so much while you're driving. So I went home and I looked up the quote and it was awesome. So it's, it's kind of lengthy, but I think it's really powerful. So I want to share it. <clears throat> he said, In friendship, we think we have chosen our peers. In reality, just a few years difference in the dates of our births, maybe a few miles between our houses, even the choice of one university over another, any of these chances might have kept us apart. But for a Christian, there are, strictly speaking, no chances. A secret master of ceremonies has been at work. 
Christ who said to his disciples, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, can truly say to every group of Christian friends, you have not chosen one another. I have chosen you for one another. Friendship is not a reward for our discriminating and good taste in finding one another out. It is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of others. And I do believe that friendship is an instrument that the Lord uses. But the key is to be vulnerable so that you can truly connect with those people. My four kids that are still at home are involved in a speech and debate club. It meets in Baton Rouge, so pretty much every Friday we're driving to Baton Rouge to be a part of that, but it has been wonderful. Um, In the fall, we kind of go over a bunch of material, and then in the spring, there are competitions. And those competitions are about once a month, and they um, cover a five-state region. And it has been a great experience for my kids, you know, monthly to kind of plop at these various churches around the South and compete. But it's also been a great opportunity for moms like me to gather together and to get to know each other. This is our third year in that league. So the faces are becoming more familiar and our level of relationship is is deepening. Those same moms that I would pass in the hall with a smile and a head nod, hey, how y'all doing? Great, how are you? Yeah, Um, have certainly changed over those years. And that would be because either I or one of those moms at some point in one of those tournaments put away our smile and our cordial head nodding at one another, and we shared something that was on our heart, a burden, a difficulty, a prayer request, And from that platform of vulnerability began a friendship that was a whole lot more than a smile and a head nod. But we both had to take risks. We cannot believe the lie that as we're walking down the halls that everybody else is just so happy and they know how to be a mom and they're just a great wife and you fill in the blank for the lies that run through your head when you just walk by with your cheery face, thinking you're the only one that's struggling. If we're willing to be honest, we'll find moms are struggling too. And the Lord is so neat. Perhaps he will connect you with somebody who struggles in different areas than you so that you can come and offer perspective into her challenges, and she can in turn bless you with perspective in regards to something different that you struggle with. Ultimately, if we hide behind our picture-perfect Facebook posts and we never have authentic relationships, we will live lives feeling like defeated moms. The second source of perspective that I feel is critical for moms comes from the pool of people that Titus calls older women. (laughs) This idea of older women mentor moms was not some great idea that somebody came up with. Brilliant God came up with that idea. Um, And you know, you guys are here. You're partaking of that blessing that God has put in place. Um, You know, I look out at the mentor moms Um, you know, just kind of catching up with some of them in the kitchen. And I I think I personally know 
all, most all of the ladies. Um, and uh, it would be hard for me to look out at some, I can't, like I can't even look at some of them, um, because these very ladies in this room, I, I know them. They are a wealth of wisdom and, and unjudgmental love and care. Um, they've spoken into my life during difficult trials and um, struggles. There's women that, that don't sit in here, women like Annette, that have a heart for you and for this program and serve your kiddos. Um, I just want to say, um, I wasn't able to be here last month, but I went on and listened to Annette's message. Um, it was phenomenal. Um, not just for a young mom, an older mom, really for anyone in any season. Um, if you missed that or you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, go online. And, and I would say even if you didn't miss it, if you sat through it, maybe you were bouncing your baby. Um, just some great nuggets of truth from, you know, a, a seasoned mom who has lived some life and, and had difficulties. The point is you don't have to do this all on your own. It can be difficult when you are in the trenches to have perspective. And the reason that there's the second source available is because many times your fellow moms, your peers, they're just as overwhelmed and discouraged as you are. And they don't have those life experiences in that next season to pull from and to minister to you with calling out to a woman who has been there. Some of these moms have wrestled with God through difficulties, you know, whether it's situation or their children, you know, and that certainly moves into adult children. And it can be life-changing to just receive nuggets from them to be able to walk out life. I remember somebody saying that if you go to the word and you pay really careful attention to the way God words things in scripture, you'll see how accurately he knows us and our frame. The scripture in Titus actually says that older women are encouraged or to encourage the younger women to love their children. He must have known that there would be times when it would be difficult to love your children the way that Christ wants us to. Moms who have been at this for a while can bring fresh eyes to your current situation. They can offer insight that you can't see because you're so enveloped in that moment. I was grace gifted with one of these older moms from Titus 2. She walked with me as a, as a new mom, a new wife. She was there through the birth of all five of my kids and she's still in my life today. And I could spend hours recounting the lessons that she taught me, and they transformed my perspective regularly. She taught me that with a heart turned toward God, that I could scrub toilets, I could change diapers, and I could cook meals as a form of worship to the Lord. She helped me see that being a wife and a mom was a privilege that God had extended to me. In addition to this one precious woman, God has brought many, many older ladies who have I've sought after and who have sought after me 
for relationship. And I believe with all my heart that I wouldn't be the same mom. I wouldn't be the same wife. I wouldn't look at my relationship with my earthly mom the same. And I certainly wouldn't be the daughter and the Lord without those godly influences. They are part of God's plan for a woman's life. If you're not availing yourself of this rich pool of love and care and perspective, let me encourage you today to ask the Lord to bring one or two of these women into your life and allow God to use them to speak to you. The last source of perspective, and by far the more, most important, is that of God. Who better, going back to our original definition, can provide us with an accurate point of view, and if our hearts are tender, allow us the ability to see it. We've looked at two ways today that God provides in order to meet us when we're in our time of need. Your peers that struggle alongside of you and the moms who have gone before you are fabulous places to run to. But today I'm going to encourage you to make those secondary sources. We see throughout scripture that God loves to lavish good gifts on us and his heart is that we would be enamored with the giver of the gifts. And God has made so many gifts available to us through people, through our churches, resources, great books and blogs. But these gifts were never meant to replace the one who draws us to himself. And he's the only perfect source. He knows exactly what that child needs that you can't seem to get through to right now. He knows the ways that you need to be girded up to face the trials that are coming that you're unaware of. The reason he knows what you need in every one of those situations is because he is already at work. Remember, he's our secret master of ceremonies who has been on the scene accomplishing his purposes. John Piper shares some thoughts on the subject. He said, life is not a straight line leading from blessing to the next blessing and then finally to heaven. Life is a winding and troubled road, switchback after switchback. And the point of biblical stories like Joseph and Job and Esther and Ruth is to help us feel in our bones, not just in our heads, that God is for us in all these strange turns. God is not just showing up after all the trouble and cleaning it up. He is plotting the course and managing the troubles with far-reaching purposes for our good and for the glory of Jesus Christ. There is much peace in getting a hold of God's perspective in our life. One more Piper quote I love. God is always doing 10,000 things in your life, and you might be aware of three of them. <laughs> I think the process of gaining God's perspective might up our number a few, maybe 10 instead of three. But when we recognize that he is at work, at least we get out of our 
tunnel vision view of things, and we can ask him to give us eyes to see. Perspective, an accurate point of view and the ability to see it. One of my very favorite children's books illustrates this idea of seeing things and seeing ourselves in a different way. Maybe you know it. It's written by Max Licato, and it's called You Are Special. You should run out and get it. If you don't have it, get it from the library. I have actually been known when people have come to my house to force them to watch the animated version. It's on VHS. (laughs) I don't even know if my VHS player still works. It's been a while since I've made somebody do that. I was actually thinking one mom might be here today that I've I've done that to. Um, it is so applicable. It's a, it's a kid's story, but oh my goodness, it's one of those I can read to my kids and just, they're like, mom, would you stop crying? <laughs> it just deals with a whole lot of our, our heart issues, our adult issues, um, in a beautiful way. So I'm going to tell a little bit of the story. Uh, there's a wood carver named Eli and he individually makes Wemmicks. No two are alike. He makes each of them individual, and they have different talents, and they look different on the outside. Um, And he lives up on a hill, and they live in a little town down below. And they fill their days with quite a disturbing way of doing life. Each of them has a little box of stickers, um, golden stars, and gray dots. And their life consists of going through the day awarding stickers to each other. So stars are given to the Wemmicks that are beautiful or use big words or sing lovely songs. But if a Wemmick falls down or makes some kind of silly comment or if his wood is rough and his paint is chipped, then he is condemningly given a gray dot. So Punchinello is a guy who has very few attributes to write home about. In fact, he does not sport a single gold star. Instead, his whole body is covered in gray dots. He gets to the point where he doesn't even want to go outside anymore because he's afraid he'll do something silly and somebody else will stick another gray dot on him. But one day he does venture out. He's actually going to go hang out in the part of town where a lot of people who have gray dots hang out. And um, he runs into a Wemmick that has no stars and no dots on her. Her name is Lucia, and Punchinello asks her why she has no stickers. She replies, well, that's easy to understand. She just goes to visit Eli every day. Well, of course, that doesn't make any sense to him, so he's trying to question her. And she says, well, if you really want to know, just go take a trip over to Eli's house yourself. So it takes him a while, but reluctantly, he does go and visit Eli. And his first encounter with him, Eli calls him by name. Well, Punchinello is extremely surprised. Eli tells Punchinello, well, of course I know you. I made you. When Eli mentions all the dots that are on Punchinello, he immediately begins to defend himself. Well, Eli butts in and says, I don't care what the other Wemmicks think. And really, you shouldn't either. Who are they to give stars and dots. They're Wemmicks just like you are. What they think doesn't matter. All that matters is what I think. And I think you're pretty special. 
Well, Punchinello actually laughs when he says this, and he begins a litany of responses of why he doesn't believe that he's very special. And he asks Eli, what do I matter to you? Well, Eli put his big hands on Punchinello's small wooden shoulders, and he said, because you are mine, that's why you matter to me. Well, Punchinello had never heard those type of words, and he had never been looked at the way that his maker looked at him. And he didn't even know what to say. And Eli continued, every day I've been hoping that you would come. So Punchinello began to tell him the story of running into Lucia, Lucia, and he asked why the stickers didn't stay on her. And Eli said, because she has decided that what I think is more important than what they think. The stickers only stick if you let them. They only stick if they matter to you. The more you trust my love, the less you'll care about those stickers. Well, Punchinello was somewhat unsure of what Eli was saying. And Eli admitted that because of the massive number of dots that were on Punchinello, that it would take time for him to begin to think differently. Eli gave him some direction. He said, for now, just come and see me every day. Let me remind you how much I care. Punchinello took it all in, and he started to leave Eli's house. Eli's parting words to Punchinello were, Remember, you are special because I made you, and I don't make mistakes. Punchinello, in his heart, thought, I think he really means it. And when he did, a dot fell to the ground. I love that story. <laughs> I just love it, love it, love it. By now, I'm like, Hold on. <laughs> My kids are like, yeah, okay, mom. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, I mean, I've read that book. I've read that book. We got the video. We watched that video. We watched that video. Um, I mean, I could go in all kinds of directions. But, you know, the prevailing one that I want to just remind you of is that you are special to your maker. And as the trying days of motherhood can seem to drain the life out of you, you will have to be proactive in acquiring the right perspective. If you look around, particularly those who are members here at MOPS, you have been blessed with built-in opportunities to access these sources. Side note, don't let the break steal what you've begun to develop here. I know you guys have one more meeting and then summer, so I, I really, you know, I'll I have been praying for you guys this year, even though I um, haven't been able to come. So that's been neat to pray for you. Um, but avail yourself of the summertime. You know, don't let, I, I know many of you have begun to make relationships during the year. And the summer can come and um, pursue those. Um, they're really a blessing. I challenge you to be a taker because you do need perspective. But be sure that you're a giver too. God wants to use all of us to minister to those walking in our season with us and to minister to those a few steps behind you. And that is you too. Even if you're here for the first time with a brand new baby, then you can minister to the mama-to-be who just found out that she's pregnant. Take advantage of all the blessings 
that God has placed in your life in the form of moms. Receive their encouragement and be ready to be a source of encouragement back as God opens the doors. And most of all, visit your maker daily. Let him remind you that you matter because he made you, that you're special in his eyes, and that he cares deeply for you. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. That was amazing. We have a gift for you right here. Sorry. <laughs>